And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello and welcome to a new Laz and Powers podcast. I am Mark Lazarus, joined in person a rare treat by Scott Powers. We're from The Athletic. This is a show about the Blackhawks, ostensibly. Maybe. Maybe. At some point, we might just start talking about Irish cinema. I don't know, because uh, it's getting pretty yeah, depressing we, around we, here, we Scott. We finally saw a movie. Both, uh, oh, we've seen a couple of movies this last year we both saw. But yeah, the fact that you saw ben, Banshee's been in a show. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was really, really good. Highly recommended. The saddest comedy you'll ever see. Uh, yeah, it was, the great thing, it's just like one of his plays. Like That's what his plays, like Lieutenant Vanishmore and all the, movie, all the plays that he's done, that they're all... Like it felt like one of his plays. On this, like See, it's funny because like I, I didn't I, have, I I don't know this guy at all. Yeah. And well, you've seen him in Bruges, yeah. I've seen him in Bruges, yeah. but I don't, I don't know the yeah, like, yeah. I don't know the auteur behind it. Yeah, yeah. And my first thing I said to you was like, oh, it felt like a play. Yeah. And you tell me he's a playwright. I'm like, all right, well that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, I'm a, yeah. I'm a savvy viewer. It's, I, have a, I have a buddy in Dublin. He works at this uh, clothing shop, and Brendan Gleeson comes in there occasionally. And uh, my buddy like he's a big you know big, big uh, Martin McDonough fan too. And, and Brendan Gleeson came in there and. and and he's like, oh, I've, I've watched. He was telling Brendan Gleeson he's watched the promo, like the, uh, the promo. What's what's the uh, trailer? Trailer, like yeah, like you know, multiple times. He's like, well, don't get too excited. It's sort of, it's sort of like a play. And, <laughs> and my, my buddy was just as excited, but it was just well, Martin know. McDonough. He did three billboards outside of Ebbing's, Missouri, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was. I didn't like that as much as a lot of people like. No, I didn't. I didn't like that either. I. uh, It's one of those movies where you can tell, all right, this is like a really good filmmaker making this movie, but I'm not particularly enjoying it. Yeah, there was was another one too. uh, 
Is it three psychopaths? I, I, there's another psychopaths movie too. That, uh, As you can tell, we're very prepared for this podcast. Yeah, no, it's a, anything to delay the actual <laughs> hockey talk today. Um, but yeah, when's the last time we did this in person? I don't know. It just seems easier to do it on Zoom these days. You and I are very like the beauty yeah, of our job yeah. of having two of us on this beat is we don't both have to be anywhere. If I'm on the road, you're getting a day yeah. off. If you're on the road, I'm getting. And a honestly, day just off, with you know? the, how the team is, like if the team was good, like with it, oh, we'd be all over. Yeah, it. like it, I mean, there were days that when. Because early on when you first joined the athletic, we were Blackhawks were somewhat relevant then. Yeah, they were relevant. Yeah. They were relevant. Yeah, they were this this season more than any, or even toward the end. It's of last crazy. Season, I, you know, we, we stopped. Yeah, joining me. We spent all summer talking about how all right, well, we're gonna have to dial back our coverage. We're not gonna have to write every day. We're not gonna write every game. What do we do? We still write every goddamn day. Yeah, it's it's less and less about the game though. Like, <laughs> That's it's, right. It's, yes. We're figuring out stuff to write after the morning skate that it's gonna fill for the game coverage because. Yeah, I don't know what the fans are like, but I just these games are just. I just can't imagine anyone cares about the X's and O's of this team when most of these guys aren't going to be here on the other end. Someone emailed me the other day about asking about you know how does Luke Richardson's system fit in the future, which is which is that's a good question. Yeah, it it just it's just without having the personnel, it's it's hard to say like what like he plays. I mean, like his own system. A lot of stuff they do, other teams do is just you need good players to perform. Well, that's if this was a if, if this was a relevant team going through a slump. We would be all over the fact that they can't score. Yeah. They cannot score goals. But it's like, why would we analyze why they can't score goals? They can't score goals because they were designed to not that's be able good, to score yeah. goals. Yeah. And, and that's the odd part. Was I was actually talking to a friend today about covering a, you know, like a, a team that's struggling. And he was mentioning uh, one of our, our common friends, James Edwards, who covers the Pistons for yeah. us, the Athletic. And how that it's interesting for him because you've got like four or five players who are considered part of the future of the Pistons, you know? Right. And, and when you look at this team, maybe Kershev. Well, you, maybe can, go, you can go back two initial. years ago to the, the COVID season, 2021, where that team was was rebuilding and, tear, and torn down to pretty much the studs we thought, as, as far as you could. But they had to bring it. Oh, they, had to, and, they, yeah. they were guys Hagel, that were worth focusing yeah. on. You look at this roster, and like you said, maybe Phil Kershev's here when this is all said and done. Yeah. Like this, nobody here is going to matter. Everyone but even, even the like guys like else. they acquired like radish and stuff. Like I've I've heard that you know like if they're, we got offered with the right price, like they're not guys that were like literally a, everyone is for sale. I talked to Connor yeah. Murphy this morning about him. Just you know because you know no, no, there's nothing a GM loves more than a veteran defenseman. And you know Murphy, he said it himself. He's like I'm on a pretty big contract, but he's really not. He's on a four point four million dollar contract, yeah. which for a second pairing defenseman is a good deal in the current economic climate. You can see what defensemen are getting. And he's got three years left, and you know some people might say that's a hindrance, but that could also be more attractive because a lot of teams don't like doing the rentals. Yeah. Well, maybe if you can get someone with term at a contract you like, maybe why why wouldn't you be looking at a contract? It just doesn't happen that often. It like, doesn't. It, no. it, it just it's. But but if, but if you're a player on this team, yeah, you, you no, can't you, help but think no, you I might be next. Yeah, or, or hoping to be next. <laughs> There's literally yeah, exactly right. There's literally nobody on this team that is untouchable. No. If Kane and Taves are highly touchable, and they yeah. are highly touchable. I think Kevin Gorginski is the only one in the organization who's probably untouchable. In the organization, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's just, it's a, it's amazing where things are at. And, you know, with that in mind, we wanted to go over our trade board and maybe expand a little bit on what yeah. we think about each guy here. We had that running on a... I, I feel like that was some of the questions that came with it. So why didn't you put McCabe or why Murphy? And, and, and... And and after and like we we talked about afterward maybe we should but it, it's more of it's it's that term and it's it's just you don't see it around the deadline like if it's it's a guy like Hagel who's often traded with term because it's like well at one point two five for yeah. three years this makes a lot of sense or a guy like Radish who you know has an extra year of the deal you just you don't see that many guys who aren't rentals 
Um, and part of it, like, in, as, and as good as McCabe is, and he's arguably been the Blackhawks' best defenseman, it's he hasn't been healthy for a full season well, in, in a while. Yeah. And, and to, to be banking on that, and even at $4 million, it's a lower cost, but you're still... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're, you're betting a, on a small sample size. Well, that's just, I, I've had a couple people reach out from Edmonton asking, you know, do they think the Blackhawks would move him? And, of course, they would move anybody at this point. Yeah. But um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Mm. You know, it, it, it's a nice idea. McKay would be a great piece for a team like Edmonton. It makes sense. There's, there's a reason that other people have connected those, those two before also. But, you know, he's only got, what, he's got two years left at $4 million a year. That's a really good contract for a healthy Jake McCabe. But we still are only not even halfway through the season. We don't know. Well, this year and then two years yet, right? Yeah, two more years after the season, yeah. Uh, We don't know if this is a healthy Jake McCabe yet because we haven't seen one. So he's got to do it for, you know, he's got to still be healthy come early March, and then maybe yeah. someone's willing I mean, to take We're talking about 36 games there, right, yeah. basically. And you're not going to get a first-round pick for him. Well, I don't even know if he played. Well, he didn't play, so he's not even 36 games, personally. No, no, probably not. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you get for him, it's not going to be a lot. Well, I guess that's you, the other you get You get to free up roster space yeah. to, to have young kids. But as you and I keep talking about, you need to have some right. money but on the books. That's the other part of it. It's like it's some of these guys, like, I, you know, I, we mentioned Domi, and, and if the Blackhawks can get a, a high first – first, second-round pick, which maybe, I don't know if it's realistic, but if they can get that, for sure they'll trade Domi, but they need to fill cap space, when, especially if Kane and Taves are going. They need to get to the floor. It's $21 year. million. Dollars yeah, and, and, and they're a team that's not anywhere near the ceiling even now, so it's they need players to spend. So if, if someone's offering you only a fourth or fifth round for Domi and, and Domi's happy here and, Domi's, and, and you like having Domi here, then... Um, there, there are some people who are going to be overpaid next year just because that's what the Blackhawks need to get to the... Well, yeah, the, the salary cap floor this year is 61, yeah, 61 million. Or something. And, and I'm looking at cap friendly right now, and the Hawks have 76.5 on the books right now. You're losing 21 million of that just by losing Taves and Kane. You're probably going to trade a bunch of other guys, too. Well, you're also losing Duncan Keats five million dollars. That's right. That's right. You're, 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 you're losing a. You're, yeah. It, it was. I, I. I went through cap friendlies. Uh, I did a two or three weeks ago, and I, I started building a roster for next year. And it's like, all right. Well, this guy comes up, and this guy comes up, and you. You, you figure if they get Bedard and whomever they draft, probably you have a lot of young guys on ELCs, and you have Reichel, and you probably have Velasic and Korchinski. Those guys make nothing, right? So all of a sudden, like you're. I, I was like twenty million dollars at twenty plus million short. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It's like. Unless you're paying Tenorti at a $15 million rate coming to sign. It would be amazing if they just did that. Like That was their way of dealing with the cap. They said, here, Jared Tenorti, we are 17 points. You want to be the highest paid player in NHL history for one year? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. It would be amazing. I mean, that's, that's basically like, it's not like Rocky can't afford it. Yeah, but, I mean, well, they have to. Well, and, and someone was talking, and I need to figure out what the penalty is for not hitting the are you floor. A, that's a good question. Are you, all, are you even allowed to field a team if you're under the floor? The NHL needs teams. So, so I, someone mentioned they thought I, I need to look into this, and I'm sure listeners will berate us for not having the answer. But, but someone said they thought that the rest of the team divides the amount and then gets paid the additional. Well, that'd be interesting. So yeah, I don't. I, I, I'll, I'll, when we get done with this, I'll. I'll I feel someone. like if that were the case, then Arizona would have been doing that for years rather than taking on contracts. Yeah, maybe. Well, the, well I guess the, the, what the Arizona did though is that they weren't—they were just taking on cap hits. They weren't actually paying people, right? Like that was the benefit. So, like, well, those back diving contracts, like the Hoso one, they were paying really small right, right, but, cash, but, but you, you, or they were getting right. Like, so that, that way, yeah. you're not actually having to pay the money yeah. too. So, like, there's a nice. But, but again, the money, Rocky doesn't. You know, Rocky's got the money. That's—it's it, not. I it's, it's but not, I, I feel like the Blackhawks are still 
there's somewhat money. They've been pinching pennies a lot more since COVID. There's no yeah. question. They've cut I, a lot I, of fat. My, my biggest question is what happens when, if Kane and Tate's on here? Like, I don't know if you've walked around the concessions or anything in this building. but It's all Kane and Tate's it's all, it's all Kane and Tate's I, I was walking in today just now. When we walk in, we come in through the atrium for more. I don't skates. think you can sell someone else's jersey when they're gone, right? I was walking by the uh, team sit, and, and it's, it's more bull stuff than it is hawk stuff these days. The Bulls um, are bad, too. The Bulls are bad, too, but they got at least some marketable people on them. And it's just Taves and Kane. Like, yeah, no, like when you walk around the United Center, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a Seth Jones jersey. No. Like, he's a superstar player, in theory, on this team. You're number one defenseman. I've never seen anybody wearing a Seth Jones jersey. No. And, and I don't know if we would have saw Seabrook and some of those guys if you don't put the success, right? Like, right. Like for certain types of defensemen and stuff, like you, you're not a fan of them unless they're winning defensemen. In the last probably. couple of years, you saw Dabrinkit. That was the only guy yeah. you saw that wasn't Kane, Taves, or a... You know, championship era player. Yeah, I don't. I saw a couple, maybe a couple Hagels, maybe maybe a couple Doc. There's a couple Docs out there. Like Korchinski will sell jerseys if he's here next year. You know, maybe, yeah. Um, well, because they have to. Like I guess because they'll just have to. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to hitch their star to him and go. You better be good, buddy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of second. Like if there's Connor Bedard, like this place is just full. Of oh, it's be all Bedard jerseys. Oh, it's yeah. just it'll be yeah. Like that's because like ultimately like. Like Fantilli and Carlson, they, they may all be nice players, but they're not as marketable as Connor Bedard, you know? Like, it's, it, w- it would be the, the perfect marketing. Yeah. Does Connor Bedard wear, like, number five because he was born in 2005? God, 2005 he was born in. He's like, a, he's, he's like a zygote. Good God, even 2005. How old are we? Jesus. Anyway, you know, you know for, for years, all these players, like McDavid wore 97 because he was born in 97. Kane wore 88 because he was born in 88. I mean, five is taken by Murphy, but I'm, uh, I don't know what number, <laughs> Sorry, whatever it is. He's wearing number 16 at World Juniors. I mean, it's, I guess that, that's, that's Jujar Kara's number <laughs> now, so. <laughs> it's Andrew Ladd. <laughs> but, uh, yes, Connor Bedard will change. Kruger had to take a different number look, when he look, came back. Here's the deal. Is that right or no? He did, yeah, because Andrew Ladd had it. Yeah, he was wearing like 22, and I was freaking out every time I saw it. I was like, what the hell is that? Um, the thing is, if Connor Bedard, if they get Connor Bedard, yeah. Every single aspect of this discussion changes. Oh, More, yeah. Even Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson do not do what Adam, what Connor Bedard does. No. You bring in Bedard, jersey sales, all of a sudden you're going to be adding a lot of free agents this coming summer. Like, okay, you're not trying to win the cup next year, but all of a sudden you're trying to get better. You want good people oh, yeah. around. I think, I think regardless of who they get there, they want, like, from what I heard, they, they can't want... can't be this bad again next year. No, they, they understand that. And they also know that whoever they draft, they need to play with some players. They need right. to, like, they need to... But Adam Fantilli, who it looks, by all accounts, awesome. Yeah. Like, legitimate number one pick in any other year, is not Connor Bedard. No, no, and that's... And so no, Bedard changes... Time. Every conversation. I, I think Mitchkoff's the second most interesting player, at least from like a marketing perspective. But he's not coming over. But he, but he, like he's got something like it, it to him. You know. Like here, here, here's the thing, though, the Blackhawks, and, and we, we we discussed this a little bit during the skate. Like, there's no chance now in my mind, zero chance they don't finish dead last. This yeah. Year. No chance. They are going to be 15 points clear of anybody else by the time they are so bad. This is the worst Columbus hockey game I've ever bad, seen. But yeah. Columbus can't hold a candle to these guys in terms of being bad. The, the Hawks are going to get a top three pick. Yeah. In my mind, that means there's no chance they draft Matt Gabe. No, no, I, I, and I was told that the other day too. Not enough. I, I think I think the fact that Carlson's emerged as, as this player that it's it's it sort of lets the Blackhawks off the hook. Do you think the Russian factor, and this is so unfair to even say, but just because of the stigma attached to Russia right now with the war in Ukraine, do you think that the, the, it would it be tough to market a Russian superstar, a young Russian superstar, in this climate, this geopolitical I'd, I'd climate? I'd be curious about his. 
politics, right? Wouldn't you like? At least I would certainly want to know. Yeah, I'd I don't like, know if he would say anything, but no, but yeah, but I'm sure that some of that's the fact that he doesn't play for for Scott or so. I, where was he before? But he's been traded around. But the fact that he, he yeah, he's not. He doesn't have uh, you know Putin as his fucking Instagram photo right. like like Ovechkin does, but. I, I would wonder, like, would people warm up to him, or would they be just naturally? Like, but I don't feel like it's that not was, his it, fault. It hasn't been like, well. Obviously, Kaprizov's been more vocal the other way. Right. So, but yeah. So I don't. I, like, there's a map for someone who. I just wonder because just like, like I've heard more comparisons to Kaprizov than anyone well, for Mitchkov. Like he. Well, no, no, no. I was gonna say on the ice where he like he's he's that type of player. Well, yeah, he's supposed, he's supposed to be an amazing yeah, player. Yeah. But the, 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 this is all a side discussion. The fact that he won't be eligible to come to the NHL for three years is why the Hawks won't sign Oh, for sign. sure, yeah. Like, they cannot be just wandering but, into but wasteland. But if, if Fantilli and... I'm telling you, Arizona is the perfect place for Mitchkov because it, what, what happens in three or four years? They have a new arena. Yeah. The timing would be beautiful. They can just limp along in Mullet Arena and acquire draft picks and tank for three years where it doesn't matter. And then you have a superstar to, to, uh, uh, to uh, build around yeah, and to yeah. showcase... Like, if there's going to be any conspiracy here, it's going to be guiding Mitchkov to the Arizona Coyotes. It, it's, it's. I do think Infantili and Carlson's emergence is. It's just because it, I, I think otherwise there, there'd be an issue. Like no, Mitchkov was it, that it makes good. it a lot easier. And like, yeah. It, like yeah, yeah. If he's, Car- Carlson's emergence is really important for them. Yeah, because it gives them. But comfort. but again, if you don't get them one pick, like I still feel like this year is somewhat like yeah. Infantili and Carlson may be fine, but it's. I mean, Fantilli, just, Fantilli could be Jack Eichel, and Jack Eichel is fucking great, yeah. but he's not Connor McDavid. No, they, they, I guess I mean I, I, the easy comparison has been Taves, but I still don't think Taves is Taves without Kane, right? Like it's just right. it's, it's Bedard's just it's he's, he's that offense. It's I mean the Blackhawks are going to need it, yeah. I mean it, deeper it, it, regardless, but it was off putting last night when uh, my entire Canadian timeline and you know I follow a ton of Canadian Twitter was going nuts over that Connor Bedard game winning goal. Uh, against Slovakia in the quarterfinals yeah. World Juniors, like ten minutes after uh, Demar yeah. Hamlin collapsed yeah. on the field, it was really weird. But you know, hours later, I went and I watched that video, and holy fuck, that was a great goal by Connor oh, Bedard. Yeah, yeah. He is unbelievable. Oh, no, like, he so, is everything everybody said he was, yeah. and then something. Now, someone had posted some analytics today about it. It was like shots and and passes created by individuals, and like he was just like it was, it was yeah. so far off the map. And like it wasn't just speaking, it wasn't just the shots, but it's what like World created. Juniors is a pretty good you know. Harbinger of what they're going to be because oh, yeah. you're going up against elite, you know you're certainly facing better talent at World Juniors than you are in the WHL. Or no, the they're, I mean they're talking about like I mean his numbers are now comparable like Forsberg and yeah. like like I mean some yeah like world talent. He looks, right? like he's, he's he's breaking Canadian there, there's right a, there, and, so. and there's an electricity factor. This isn't that. like a Shane Wright like maybe he's good. This guy's right. the, 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 there's an it factor to this guy where he's doing things. It's not just that he's putting up points. It's the manner in which he's doing it, yeah. taking on three players, just going one on three and just dancing around. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, like this guy, you know, nothing's a sure thing. And I, and I made this comment, you know, where you look at Alexis Lafreniere in New York right now and he's getting benched. I remember a few years ago, if you Google Lafreniere and generational, like a year before his draft, Alexis Lafreniere was the next Connor McDavid. He was a generational talent. He was that good. Yeah. And he's not. He is a perfectly fine player who's struggling to stay in the lineup. Maybe uh, I don't. Re- I just don't recall that. But I, I don't like. I've, I've, I think maybe not to recall, maybe not like to the level of salivation we're having yeah. over Bedard. But the word generational because Bedard's been like three, three or four years out now. Yes. Like they knew that this. It's was, like McDavid. It was yeah. the same thing with McDavid. I feel like Mitchkov and Bedard have been the one that talked for a few years, and then, yeah. just the way that Bedard has continued to like. I just I feel like Bedard is at this age like it, it's sometimes they plateau a little bit and I think you'll see that with some of the well that's what I'm saying I, I'm naturally skeptical towards any 17 year old that's going to be able to yeah. but I think that Bedard is as close to getting past that as anyone I've ever seen yeah. in, in 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 draft prospects. And but you look around I mean you still I mean it's I mean there's a lot of young really good players in this league still yeah. that are, I mean you need 
young talent, like contract wise and skill wise. That I mean, there was I forgot who tweeted out the other a couple weeks ago, but just about the like at, at twenty three for forwards, like it's when he started like falling almost. Right. Like it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting with the. That's why those entry level deals are so critical. You have to succeed while they're yeah. on those cheap deals because. They, 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 they lose value. The second they get that big contract, they start losing value, yeah. unless you're Connor McDavid. Yeah. But you look at like a team like Dallas and you know Jason Robertson and, and, and all these great young players they have, Like they never really took that big step back. Yeah. They rebuilt on the fly. They did everything the Blackhawks wanted to do but failed at. Uh, it, it, it's, and, and they were – I mean, if, I guess it, some of it – I mean, if Boquist and Doc and all those guys – If they had panned out, right? sure. But they and, didn't pan out. That's the and, and you'd fixed your defense. Like you, you just – you fixed the defense. Like I think a lot of the sort of – Right. If Kevin Korchinski becomes Adam Boquist and, you know, Frank Nazar becomes Kirby Doc, this team's screwed for another four or five years. Yeah, like, you like got to hit those high ones. Like, yeah. yeah, you need your, you know, seventh-round pick that becomes a superstar, but you also need to make sure you land on the ones that are no-doubters. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it, too, was, was, was where those contracts lined up. Like, the Blackhawks were worried about, like, even with Doc, like, like Doc would have been fine on this team, and you said, like, he probably wouldn't have done anything to elevate them. To that stats, but they were concerned that after this bridge deal, like it's when you have to pay Doc again, and, and is he worth is, is he, he worth, worth six, six, seven, six, seven million dollars, right? Um, well, they they better hope that Frank Nazar, Nazar is you know a star, yeah, because Kirby Doc is a serviceable middle six, you know, second line center, and that's not hard. That's not easy to get those guys. Even those guys are hard to come by. Yeah. So I'm and, not sure Kirby Doc's still a center though. Even like he's all right. He's he's a, he's a he is a serviceable second line player. Like, he is capable, and there's no guarantee Frank Nazar is going to be that. No, no. I, He's exciting, but is he going to be that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so let's let's look at this uh, draft board a little bit here. Uh, obviously, number one is Patrick Kane. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's hard to imagine him still being here in March, isn't it? No, yeah. It's, I, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, what do you? I, I really, I, I, I know I keep harping on this. I really thought that he was the one that wanted to stay, and Taves was the one that, was, that wanted out. And as this year has worn on and the reality of how miserable things are have set in, yeah. I feel like those roles have switched. I feel like Kane's like, all right, this is just – because not only is it hard and they're losing, it's affecting his statistics. Like he's not, he's, he's not scoring because he's playing with players yeah. that aren't up to his ability. I, I think that's where he – like there was hope. Like he, he thought coming into the season that you put me with Anna the CU and Domi and, yeah. and the things would click. Like and I can play with hasn't. anyone and it just and, – and he realized you know, having three left-handed shots and all these different things were just – it yeah it didn't there, work. There's nobody on this team that can keep up with him, that can play with him, that can do the things that a DeBrinket could, or that yeah. a Strom could, or that a you know Panarin. And these could. guys all need the puck too much, right? right. Like for the play with. Him. And we always say Kane is happy as long as he's scoring, and he's not scoring. Yeah. And I don't think he's very happy. Yeah, yeah. He's doing. He's not. I'm not saying he's out there pouting and shit like that. Like he seems like he's fine in the room and everything. I don't think he's like you know you know betraying the Hawks in any way or, or, or sulking or anything. But I think he's realizing that this is a waste of him. Yeah. And he's better off. But now Taves, I'm not so sure now. Taves, I think, I don't know. The, the Kane Taves stuff, the Kane, my, my eyes were really open with the Kane stuff too and the Athletic 99 story and him just talking about. And I asked him, like, you know, I Some know. really you, star quotes in there. You know you feel like you can play with anyone, but, like, do you want to close out your career? Like, what, and, and he talked about how he, just, he wants to play with good players and he wants to have a chance to win. And, and how he put it that he felt like this was, like, he's had two different careers. Like, I think that the second half is just, I mean, it's been 2015 since they've, They've won a series, you know? Like, it's... The only, the only thing I can wonder is is the idea of playing with Bedard. Does that entice him enough to say, you know what, I want to see how the draft goes. I'll stick around to the rest get, of this if year. You, if and you can pick to play with Panarin or Barzell Free agency is like three days after the draft, right? Yeah. Like, 
can you stick around that long just to, you know, I think it, 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 I feel like there's until the draft lottery or whatever. Yeah, maybe until the draft lottery, because, yeah, at that point, they would not. Like, if the Blackhawks get the first pick, and they might maybe coy about it, but they're going to pick Bedard. Like, well, of course. Yeah. And I think I think that appeals to Kane. Maybe. It also depends on where, like, what the destinations are. Like, if he gets traded to the Rangers, and Panarin and him pick up where he left off. Can't and, go wrong with that. You know, like... Is Zibanejad, would he be the number one center there? I mean, that's a pretty good line right yeah. there. I, I just think the idea of... I, like even if you play with Bedard next year, like there's, I don't think it's a playoff team regardless of what they do. No, no, I don't think it's a playoff team, but it could it could fulfill his like need the to Black be Oaks a good player be, still maybe, and, yeah. and be a part of it. I, I, I'm just saying I, I'm grasping at straws here. Like, yeah, yeah. What would keep him? And I think that you know the thing is I've been, I, I get the the whole message boards and our, our comments have been like, well, what if Kane Tay stays? And I've been just right. trying to like temper that. Like the, the most likely, it's unlikely. Yes, it's it is it You're is not helping. Not even close. <laughs> it is certainly not impossible that they both yeah. stay or that I, one or stay. But it is increasingly <laughs> unlikely. I, well, the thing is, I don't know if either one gets traded. Like I, I don't like it, they have to say that. I just I don't think there's a contract being offered. To them. That's the big question, right? <laughs> like I don't think I think Kane or Taves would have to publicly say we want to stay here. Because I don't, I think the Blackhawks are ready not to move on, but it's just it's, it's complicated, and yeah, I don't. You can't see them just offering a three-year, nine million dollar total, like you know, three million a year contract to Taves just to play out his career and, you know, just be a guy in the room who's like a captain. I, I could see that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they want that. I don't think I could that's see, what they want. I could see them seeing the value in that. Maybe from what I heard, I don't. And he sells jerseys still. Yeah, he sells jerseys. <laughs> All right, so Kate Taves is on. But no, I guess the other here. part is that it, it's how much can Jonathan Taves accept? Like, if Connor Bedard comes on, like, he – everything has to be, like – Geared toward him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so – yeah, I don't know. I, but he could, be a, he could be a bridge captain even. I mean, there's ways you can do that where, you know, if he's willing to take on that role. Because Taves is not playing more than three years in this league. Yeah. I don't think the way, the way his body has been – Breaking down, obviously, and the the heavy miles he's logged. He plays a different game than Patrick Kane. It's hard to imagine him playing beyond thirty seven. Yeah. Kane, I could see playing until he's forty two because just the way he plays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a hard time seeing that. So, like, if he just says, you know what, I have a chance to retire a Blackhawk, I can just pass the torch and just play it out. I got my three cups. It's not inconceivable, yeah. but the Hawks have to want it too, like you said. I I think I think Taves has to put the Blackhawks in a. If he in says it publicly, yes, yeah. I, I think I think that's the way it would get done. Is that Taves says I want to stay here because then it's then they have to give him a contract, right? Like they have to, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's the Blackhawks' desire. Yeah, I think that's fair. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, Max Domi, we had at number three. We touched on him a little bit. Like, It just seems like it's if they can get something of yeah. real value for him, they'll do it. If not, they're fine keeping him. They like him a lot. Yeah. Everybody here likes him. I know Max Domi has a bad reputation among fans, but 
He is really liked in this locker room. He's liked by the team and the coaching staff. If you watch the Blackhawks, he's one of the few guys out there bringing it every night. Yeah. Like, he's out there trying. He's producing more than most players in this team. He's not a young guy. He's, what, late 20s. But he I is. I think he's also a guy that they, if they can sell someone, like, we just want to give you a two-year deal and we're going to yeah. overpay you. And they can overpay him, like you said, because they got to get to the floor. That That's going to appeal to him. He's 27 years old. Like, you know, he came here with the idea of getting flipped, and the Blackhawks brought yeah. him here with the idea of flipping him. Yeah. But I think both have kind of come to like each other a yeah. lot. Right? Yeah. I think it's completely possible that if they can't get better than a second-round pick for him, they might just say, fuck it, we'll keep him. I can see the same thing with Adam this year, too. Like, where they just, they, you know, like, he's he's been fine. And not, like, he's not, yeah, he's, he, he is what he is. He right? generates a lot. He just doesn't finish. Yeah. So if you put him with better players, then maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I guess he was on a line with Patrick Kane. That's a pretty good player. <laughs> Um, now we get to like the fringe guys where it's like everyone must go and you know Jack Johnson uh, at you know he makes nine hundred fifty thousand dollars he is statistically the worst player in the NHL this year I yeah. believe but that doesn't stop is, GMs from making oh my decisions God. with their GMs hearts GMs right? love Jack Johnson yeah. and he's a great guy he's like he is a great guy in the room it's it's it, it's like a chemo team in the situation almost where you bring in a guy who just makes everything better in the room yeah. and whatever you get out of him on the ice is a bonus. And let's not forget, he just won a cup last year with Colorado. Colorado loves him. They might want to add him just to have him in the room, to have him be an extra guy. Because yeah. he, he, he played 70-something games with the Avalanche last year and then was benched for the playoffs. But then there was an injury, and he got back in, and he played fine. It's a first-rounder for Jack Johnson. First round? I, I would say like multiple first-rounders, yeah. This is, this is where you're not getting jack squat for these guys. This is like, <laughs> I'll do you a favor and get rid of you. I mean, these are all mid-round picks we're talking about. Um, number six, another guy like that, Jujar Kara. Mm. guy everybody likes perfectly. He... Oh, you know, the, the Blackhawks are a team loaded with bottom six players, yeah. right? He might be, like, the most worthy bottom six player yeah. they have. Like, he is a p- pretty good, solid... Another guy who's going to just can stay healthy, right? Like, right, stay, yeah. yeah. But, you know, he's a, a guy who might appeal. He brings a little and they got, was, it was, They got a fifth rounder for Ryan Carpenter, which I didn't realize. Right, yeah. Was, yeah. You, you, he, Drew Jarkera plays a game that I think would translate well to the playoffs. Yeah. So it's, like, it's possible you can move somewhere. Or just a guy that... I mean, you need some depth guys, too, right? Like right, just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we always, we always focus on the canes and taves of a trade deadline, but the trades that get made are for role like players. A, like, I was thinking about Boston. Like, at what point do you just not want to maybe fuck too much around with that chemistry, too? You oh, know, I don't like, think they're adding a star. <laughs> I think that they will be adding depth yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look look at who, who did the 2013 Blackhawks add? They added Michael Hansies. Who did the 2015 Blackhawks Michael Hansies played a huge role. Though. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> but, 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 but you didn't think he was when they made that trade. Who, who was 2015, it was, before, it was Andrew Desjardins. Think about Andrew Desjardins, what a big role he played down in that cup run. Yeah. It's guys like that that tend to make the difference. That's what GMs are looking for. They're looking for glue guys and depth guys and, you know, yeah. fourth and third liners. So, yeah. um, And then, then, we, then we went to, I think beyond that, we talked about just couple guys who are still under contract. Uh, Radish and Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Mitchell, yeah. Lafferty. Lafferty's yeah. got another year on his yeah, deal. Yeah, Lafferty's got a really cheap deal. And like, these, again, these are the, like Sam Lafferty's a guy that if I'm a GM looking for uh, a fourth-line energy guy slash PK guy, yeah. that's – he is an Andrew DeJardin type player. Yeah. Where he works his ass off. Uh, he's got really good speed. He could he be a nice. A lot of, like I was looking, at, I was just looking. At, I think the last ten games or something like that, and like his expected goals are. I forget. I don't, I don't remember. I was looking at the season, but he, like he, he trades a lot. He just yeah. can't score. Guys like Lafferty and Kara on a good team would be really, really valuable pieces. Yeah. I really. I, those are the guys that make a difference. And then there's Seth Jones, yeah. who is not getting traded. No, but it is. He's not getting traded because of the contract more than anything. Yeah. But that contract, 
really isn't so bad if you're the Blackhawks. That's a that's no, a like necessary that's the, contract to have. Yeah, in the short term, yeah. And 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 the and the cap's going to go up way up once we get out of this COVID funk here. Yeah. Like in a year or two, it's going to go up several million a year. And nine point five million dollars for a pretty good defenseman, it's going to be an overpay for what Seth Jones brings right now. But Seth Jones is still pretty good. And nine point five will not be this like egregious albatross that I think people originally thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I think the Blackhawks also would like to see Seth Jones play better. Like part yes. of it's that like the, early in the season, like he was good until he got hurt, and then I know that he came back and his his thumb right, his thumb wasn't. <clears throat> but I, I think the Blackhawks also need Seth Jones. Yeah, just to resemble sort of the player. Like I, I think there's been glimpses of him being that. And I also I I don't know if you're another team. Like I know there was rumor about Ottawa, and I don't know how you're another team that. There's that much desire over Seth Jones right now either. It's not like he's playing well. Yeah, you're not getting Adam Fox or Kale McCarr here. You're yeah. getting, you're you're getting, getting a, second, a second pair of guys. Probably yeah. for a really good team, he's right? A, like, he's a really good number two or three. Number three right now. Yeah. He's a fine number two. He's a really good and number three. And the Blackhawks are hoping that with Korchinski and whoever else that they... That, that that'll be his role. That's it, yeah. I mean, if you compare Korchinski and Seth Jones for the next seven years, yeah. you'll be all right. That's a pretty good top line, yeah. top pairing. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I... I you know, uh, yeah. I don't expect. I don't know about like an Ian Mitchell. What they really Blackhawks are making this point. ten trades either, right? Like it's, it's no, no. <laughs> they, they they will they will trade whatever they can trade. I, yeah. mean, I don't know if Alex Stalock goalies very rarely get traded at the deadline. Yeah. Stalock's on an expiring deal. He's playing pretty well behind a terrible defense. Yeah. He's got a small sample size now too. Yeah, but you know, if, if if there's a goalie injury in like late February, he's a guy who could be high on someone's list, a veteran guy. That's I don't know what else is out there because I feel like there's other goalies out there who might be. Yeah, you know, Stalock's the kind of guy you add, though. You add no, like, a, you he's add fine. Veteran, yeah, so. just, yeah, just... Uh, it's possible, you know, it, 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 the, it's looking less and less like Ian Mitchell is in the Blackhawks' plans. Yeah. If someone wants to take a flyer on him for fifth or sixth round, they'd, they'd probably flip that. I think the hard part with... And this was where the Blackhawks' plan of drafting smaller defensemen. Like, it just... It's hard to be dynamic, right? Like, you need to really be... Yeah. Something special, I think, to, to... It really feels like basically anyone that was in that Stan Bowman draft... Of that that ideal of that young that that Boquist Mitchell type defenseman, yeah. this the Davidson and Richardson have no use for. Yeah, like Ian Mitchell is better. Like just, it was unrealistic to have Bodan, Boquist, Yokihara, right. and and Yokihara is another one. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like it, none of those guys are ever going to play together. Probably, like it wasn't the game hasn't changed that much, right? Like right, <clears throat> but you know, Ian Mitchell is better than what they've got out there right now. Most no, for sure, they're that, not playing that, him because they don't care. Yeah, like that's, that's the odd thing clear. is that I like, yeah, it's. There, I was no, surprised. There's when no, I'm, like, developmental, like, thought process to, like, who they're playing right now. As much, right. Right. Like, right. like, like what, what, what are we doing here? What, yeah. what is the point of the season? There's nobody they could call up, Lucas Reichel, anyone else that they could bring up, that's going to ruin this tank. Yeah. Like, nobody. So why wouldn't you play, you know, Ian Mitchell over Jack Johnson? It's because they don't give a shit about Ian Mitchell. Like, it just, I yeah. just get the sense that he's not a high priority for them. Yeah. He was a high priority for the previous administration. This administration doesn't believe in him. Which is their right? Like they they they, anal- they analyze. I think their someone, someone's like. I mean, it has to be someone Luke Richardson. I, absolutely, like, right? yeah. absolutely part. Of it. When I when I I mean, he's part of this administration. Yeah. Certainly, I don't think he's his type of player. Yeah. Um. And you know, Mitchell, there's highs and lows. You know, he made a really nice play on on, on the Kane goal yeah. the other night, and he also got burned a couple of yeah. times. I mean, he's not what Stan Bowman made him out to be. No. But he's better than he used to be, and he's not getting much of a chance when you're only playing once every yeah. four games. Like, what's the point what of not just point? putting him out there? Yeah, just he, get like, him out. like Isaac <laughs> Phillips looks pretty good. Great. Put Mitchell out there, too. There's no reason Jack Johnson can't sit a game here or there. Yeah. He's not a part of the future. Right. There's a much. There's at least a chance that Ian Mitchell is part of your future. I, I don't understand the player management so far. I, I get that you don't want to expose rookies to this 
moribund, dreadful season. But, but they're up here. They're already being exposed. Right. You know? and, and, and beyond that, like this team, to its credit, and Derek King, who was filling in for Luke Richardson this morning because uh, Richardson's sick, mentioned this. Like it's handled, This team has handled this really well. And Jack yeah. Johnson and Jonathan Taze and Patrick King, they deserve a lot of credit. And Max Domi. Uh, Connor Murphy, they deserve a lot of credit for that. This team is handling what should be the saddest, most miserable team ever. They're, they're doing pretty well mentally, and I don't think that there's a terrible culture in this room. No. I think you can bring up Reichel. I think that it was okay that Soderblom was up here. I think you can bring up Ian Mitchell and play him. I think you can bring all these guys, give them a chance, rotate them in and out. Yeah. Uh, it's You don't have to protect these guys from the 2023 Blackhawks. And we may see more of that like, closer after the deadline. Too, like, well, after the deadline, <laughs> they have no choice. I mean, yeah. nobody left the team. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like they're being too protective at this point because they're afraid of like exposing them to this. And this is bad from our standpoint, and it's bad from the team standpoint. It's bad from the fan standpoint. But in that room, they have a pretty good, healthy perspective on yeah. what this season is. Everyone came into the season with eyes wide open. They know what this is. And I think as a result, they're handling it better than you might expect. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, everyone's been... Yeah, it's up, been surprising. Like more I, upbeat than I think play. we were dreading like having to write features off guys in this room because they would just be sitting there pouting the whole time. And it, it really hasn't been that way. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they don't like it. Nobody's happy about yeah. it. But there's a lot of hey man, this is still the best job in the world stuff. You know, get a lot. I, of I get, you have no other like at this point like there's whatever games left. What forty? Too many. But it's like I guess you're just it's like you know like either you you choose to be it's their job for for next it's their job four months or I think they're looking at the season the way you and I are looking at the seasons like all right there's still worse ways to make a living yeah. than covering a shitty hockey team that they people make are tuning out on. on. So I'm sure it's a little bit easier. Uh, maybe you I make I make uh, Seth Jones money. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think that that that's the attitude they've got. It's like all right this year is a lost year. Yeah. Uh, maybe some of us will be rescued in March at the trade deadline, but you know. It's they're 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 it's a, honestly it's the same way you and I are approaching the job where you know we're going to do the best we can we're going to try to make it fun as we as much as much as we can and uh, try to keep people engaged and just you know there's worse ways to make a living yeah no for sure I uh, yeah there's not a, there everyone talks about like like oh you know, what else would you do and I was like yeah I don't there's I have no other marketable skills no I. I, I I've become too accustomed to like this lifestyle. And it's it's weird, and we work odd hours and all these things. But I just yeah, I, this is this there's is, not a day where I still like like oh I wish I hate this job like it. Yeah no, I'm there's not, days where I struggle to find something to write, but it's still there's better. days where I'm especially back when I was at the Sun Times and like doing every single game, 41 road games a yeah, year, yeah. where I was like on death's door. I was so tired, but no point that I think I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah, so. I think, and I think that these players have a good, healthy perspective on the same idea. Where it's like, look, this isn't what I imagined it was going to be, but it's still pretty great. Yeah. It also, it's a, there's a bunch of guys who could be in Rockford, and I think that difference in that bump and pay. Like, oh is, yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're on a two way deal, oh hell yeah. You're going from uh, making our money to making their money. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I've been um, slightly different. Time, but I, I've been surprised at the fan. Like they had nineteen thousand here the other day. Yeah. It's, it's like the first game. Of, like I'm sure people get Christmas can, can, tickets can, and stuff. Can and, we at least? Put away the nonsense of the bandwagon fan idea. Like yeah. any fans that came aboard during Kane and Tay's early years, they're just fans now. Yeah. Like they, they, like I, I this building. You've watched is, a lot. Of, like people have seen a lot of bad hockey in the last five years. Yeah, and they're still coming. Yeah. And you know this is a very this is the biggest building in the league. Yeah. And so the capacity looks bad. Like they're they're low in the rankings when it turns to capacity. Well, they're they're low in the rank. Like they're they're still like twenty something in yeah. like average attendance. But the, it, like it, it's but it's better than I thought. It this was. team wanted. To make four, they they 14, needed to 000. sell about fourteen thousand tickets a game 
to not have this be a, an economic disaster, they're well over that. They're yeah. in the sixteen thousand yeah, state. Like yeah. they're doing a good. I was just looking the at fans it are showing yeah. up. Yeah, you know, and, and, and again, a lot of that has to do with Kane and Taves. Will they keep showing up in mid March? I mean, fortunately for the Blackhawks, they're on the road like all of March. But well, what will those home games be like if they're both gone? Because if they're here, or if only one of them is here, those last few home games are going to be events. And they're going to sell a lot of tickets yeah. to those meaningless games yeah. in April if it's, the, if it's Jonathan Taves' swan song or Patrick Kane's swan song. If the Blackhawks can plan, that it's probably like the easiest way. You know? like they're... Well, what will be interesting is if their future is still in limbo. Yeah. Like if, they, if they don't get traded, if one, one or both don't get traded, and there's been no discussion about a contract, but it's not impossible... It's going to be like a farewell tour. Then it'll be like really weird. We're like, oh, we're back for a three-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, if – I mean, they're going to have sit-down conversations here. It sounds like this month, like with with Brisson and, and Davidson. Like, I I imagine they gauge, like – because Cannon Taves probably have, want to have some idea, like, beyond this season, too. Oh, like sure. It's... And, again, the, 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 that's, the, the Bedard factor is really significant here, I think. Bedard changes things. It changes the timeline. It speeds it up. It changes the excitement level of still being here. Yeah. Bedard, like Patrick Kane is a guy who watches a lot of hockey. I, I guarantee you he catches, keeps an eye on World Juniors. Yeah, sure. And he's seeing what Connor Bedard is doing. And he's thinking, how does that play mesh with mine? And he's getting excited. Yeah. It's possible that that's that, – if anything keeps him here, that's what's going to keep him here. Yeah. But it's still unlikely. Yeah. still unlikely. But that, that idea of playing with Bedard, I think that appeals to him a lot. So, anyway, only 35 more podcasts to go. <laughs> We'll come up with some guests and some fun stuff over the next yeah. few weeks. Yeah, let uh, us know what you want to – I put out something on the story today. Like, if they have people have story ideas or ideas, let us know. Send we, some fun questions to Scott's mailbag. Um, I'll probably be doing one during the bye week later this month. Yeah, um, yeah we'll have some guests. Uh, yeah, I mean – Yeah. We had, yeah. There's still plenty to talk about. Yeah, like I said, there's, there's worse jobs to have. <laughs> so, anyway, until next time, I'm Mark Lazarus. That's Scott Powers. See ya. See ya. And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.